The Overview is a production of Chaman V TV. Find out more about the show at chamanv.tv. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 82 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and joining me today is, he looks like a pirate, actually. Yar. Uh, well, of course, Fish Sticks is back. What's up, Ben? Hey, I am back. I have re- returned from my post-TwitchCon slumber, <laughs> uh, and I'm ready to talk about some Overwatch, because today is the last day for signings. We are in the 11th hour of OWL rosters and news coming out. Yeah. And BlizzCon is in just a couple of days, so oh, lots man. of good stuff to talk about today. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun just getting a chance to, you know, I don't know, just make predictions, just speculate about what's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be awesome. And, of course, who better to do it than Gil Frost joining us again. What's up, Gil? How's it going? Feeling good to be here. I'm glad for uh, getting ready for BlizzCon, and this is just getting my hype even more. So. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, so we thought we would sneak in an episode before we, we actually go. We might be able to do like a quick one while we're there. I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, I'm definitely planning on you know bringing the webcam and the mic and stuff. And, and there's potentially a setup in one of the, the WoW guild halls, too. But um, I know everybody's schedule is busy, so I'm not going to promise anything. But if we do, I'll let you know. Just you know, obviously watch us. Or keep track on, on Twitter and all that good stuff. But tonight, uh, not, not really a, a crazy amount of things on the agenda, but um, definitely some more teams that were announced. Going to obviously do our, our fun judging of their logos and then like taking a look at their rosters and what we think, uh, you know, how we think they'll, they'll end up doing uh, once the season starts. A couple game things, you know, season seven starting, of course, and then a buff to a character that uh, hasn't been as popular recently, so that should be cool. And then, of course, BlizzCon with the World Cup, just, uh, you know, potential announcements for the game, too. We're, we're going to go full out speculating and, uh, you know, passion mode, so... Get ready for that. <laughs> and then at the end, I don't think we have any email questions this week. So actually, we might. I have to double check it. If we don't, we'll take a, a couple from Twitch chat. Just uh, if you guys have anything on your mind. Uh, but why don't we start off by talking about the game news? So uh, first off, the season seven started today. So uh, I don't know if any of you guys got a chance to to play on uh, the. I literally just yet. got home from work as <laughs> of course. Unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I will I, be playing placements after this. Actually, I probably will be too. We'll see. I, I find I have better uh, experiences before the kids get off school during the day. So I might try to get some in tomorrow. But I played a few when I got home early from work today. And it was just brutal because it was like the hour before the season ended. So everyone was still practicing. And I'm like, I just want to win. Can we just please play seriously? <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready for it to be back. I need some redemption really badly because... I was very close to my season high. In fact, my career high two weeks, be- well, a, a week and a half before TwitchCon. And then I, I just put everything on freeze and just focused only on TwitchCon. Now, I, I can't, as soon as I came back, I wanted to finish off the season, but I hadn't played for two weeks. I had decayed and I ended up going four and 13. So that felt terrible. We need to, uh, we need to get some, uh, <laughs> some retribution right now. Uh, you, you're saying you decayed. It just sounds like you just got like all crusty and shit, you know? Like it's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's so, it's so weird. Both my, <laughs> my SR so decayed and apparently so did my uh, my skills. 
They, they both decayed. <laughs> they both decayed. Wow. <laughs> well, last season, I didn't actually get a chance to play too much. So this season, I plan on playing a, a bit more. Um, so I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Destiny 2 is starting to eat into it a little bit, even right off the bat. So you might have to, <laughs> have to wait a couple weeks until I max out Destiny 2 and there's nothing else to play, which I hear is coming up soon <laughs> um but yeah so anyways uh, guys you know get your loot boxes while you still can because the event is about to end and uh, you know you don't want to miss out on getting that symmetric skin i got everything except the symmetric skin i was so pissed and i had to actually wow. finally spend the three thousand gold and buy that thing Oh, man. Shit, I didn't gold. even think about buying skins before the season ended. I have gold <laughs> up the ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> you better Thanks spend for reminding it. Me. Definitely got to spend it. Okay, uh, next bit of news is that um, we saw a post on the forums. I think it was Jeff uh, Kaplan was saying that Anna indeed is getting a damage buff. And they've been trying it out internally with their you know GM master team or group that they have uh, and they're ready to put it out on PTR soon so um, that's pretty exciting given that Anna has obviously had uh, much less love with the craziness that's been happening with Mercy and of course Lucia like we just never we just never sit Lucia Lucio is like forever starter so um, it'll be nice to try to get some uh, a damage or Anna back in there but it's kind of interesting that they decided to buff her damage what do you guys think of that yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, obviously, Mercy has been a little strong as of late, and so you know they're. I think Go they're trying on. to, yeah, uh, to say the least. And I think that this is a, a good quality of life change for her because you know she can already out heal anyone, and it just gets an extra element of kind of also still being able to maybe be a pressure to Mercy in the air and Far in the air. It's just a, a slight advantage in that in that regard. Um, I don't know how much of an effect it's going to have. I think we might see a little bit more of it, but it, it, it's more of a quality of life thing than a, than a full out like buff. I don't think it's going to shatter anything. Yeah, it's a it's a it is interesting, but it's also not because remember Anna's attack damage used to be eighty. Uh, her healing was eighty. Her attack damage was eighty. It was the same. Yeah. So now we're going. So they nerfed it down to sixty from eighty, uh, and now they're bringing it up to seventy in PTR. So right now. Anna needs any help she can get, but I will remind everyone: before Mercy was super, super strong, Anna was getting picked at a very high rate. Like, mm -hmm. yes, Zenyatta was starting to kind of be the more dominant second support behind Lucio, but it was—you did still see a ton of Anna. In fact, yeah. I was just watching uh, some matches from the APAC premiere, or mm -hmm. no, sorry, yeah, they still Cup. play. It. I, I meant Soul Cup is what I meant to say. Uh, and, and both teams were running Anna all the time. Yeah. Uh, so let's not forget that. Anna's not necessarily weak. It's just that Mercy's super strong and making her uh, less of a good pick because Mercy's usually better in most situations. But, guys, and that's, that was my drum roll. Uh, a PTR yes. patch just hit literal moments ago. Literally, it's five, ten Everything minutes is like before, literally the show. Right before the show. Yeah. So, luckily, I got fast fingers and I added it to the script. Uh, so, it's uh, okay. I'll just read these out for you guys. Uh, this, this is the first time I'm, I'm reading them as well. Anna, Biotic Rifle, we talked about this already, is damage this. increased from 60 to 70. Uh, and then Mercy, there's a couple big Mercy changes uh, coming at you right now. Uh, Resurrect, cast time has been increased from 0 seconds to 1.75 seconds. Oh. Mercy's movement speed is now reduced by 70% while casting. And now 
may be interrupted when Mercy is knocked back, stunned, or hacked. So Whoa. there's a way to counterplay against reses now. Okay. Yes. That's going to make her Thank way you. more vulnerable every time she reses. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's always been something that she needed <laughs> is to be, be, you know, put at risk, at least when she was making something that's so powerful as res. Yeah, no, that, that, that just on initial look is kind of huge because I, the, the big problem with her res is that you could use it to actually then, um, you, you didn't have to be as mindful of your positioning as a team because if you got picked off, you could actually kind of cheat a little bit in your positioning because you could just bring someone back. But now you're going to be much more mindful of that, which I think is good quality plays when you have to be thinking of that from a team perspective. Um, you can't just get it for free. Yeah, I, I think these changes are, are pretty great because it does allow for counterplay. I mean, the frustrating mm -hmm. thing about Rez... I might get crucified this, for this because I'm apparently the only one that feels this way. I don't think it's the res itself, which is frustrating. It's the fact that there's it's difficult to have any good uh, any kind of counterplay against it. So now a savvy McCree can stun or flashbang. Mm -hmm. A Sombra can hack. Uh, anyone can kill her. She's 75% slower while rezzing. So that's actually a huge deal. And there's one last bit in this PTR uh, patch that just hit moments ago. When Valkyrie is activated, Resurrection no longer has the cast time. So Valkyrie is still going to be strong as balls. It's just the rest of Mercy that's not going to be nearly as strong. And I like that. Your ult should be powerful. I mean, it should give you um, advantages. And mm -hmm. I think that with the fact that now her non-ult play is is somewhat mitigated, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and now that makes even more sense by bringing Anna just up just slightly. Uh, because I, I remember that nerf going down to sixty, and I thought it was just a bit too much. I, I didn't, re I, I didn't really see that. It kind of came out of nowhere for me. But in conjunction with this, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I still think they're, you know, they're trying to move these levers a little bit closer. But I still feel weird having Mercy have Res as a a regular ability. I still think that is yeah. a core issue that they'll have I, to. Look at event, you know, like they can yeah. make the cast times longer. What you know, like whatever. But it's it still doesn't. It's still you still get punished for getting like not punished, but you don't get an advantage. We get an early pick, like right off the bat, like on yeah, so whatever. It's like it's still. I, an issue. I, have, yeah. I have a bias when it comes to mercy, and you like had said fish sticks mm -hmm. that you know you you actually don't think it's terribly imbalanced, and I I I think it was imbalanced with how it was, um, but not reses are not necessarily imbalanced. They're just really tricky to balance. Um, themselves, and so I'm glad, I'm glad they're doing this, but I have this bias as a caster, so like, after doing Contenders, which was all pre-patch, all pre-Mercy patch, yeah. I, that was like where my head was, and then I actually casted uh, Dreamhack last week, and I I, uh, I, I kind of got, it, it was really brutal casting for Mercy, because the whole ebb and flow of my casting was yeah. like, oh, oh, and they got a pick, oh, they're going off, oh, no, wait. Exactly. And that, that's what... So that, yeah. Now at least I'll be able to, you know, kind of have that counterplay. Oh, well, you know, hey, somebody died. Is Mercy going to go in for the, you know, it'll be a little bit more. 1.5 yeah. sec or 1.75 1.75 <laughs> seconds is a long yeah. time in Overwatch. This is it a is. really fast-paced yeah. game. So, to me what that says is yes, you're going to be able to get that res, but only with your team backing you up. Yes. Otherwise you're dead. And then Mercy being out of that fight is going to be is terrible. So, it's going to be risky to res anyone at all. Uh, mm -hmm. Unless you have shields, unless you have support, so and no question, it's better. So it'll it'll be good to see how, you know, how it does affect things, and if it does, um, you know, help with the flow of, of even just your casting or whoever's casting, like like you were mentioning, Gil. Um, 
Okay, any other things in this thing? Let's see, bug fixes. Yeah, not not much outside of that. But um, that's it. Yeah. You know, I think we'll. I, I have a feeling this update will go out pretty quickly. Like I, I don't. I don't see it sitting on PTR for weeks and weeks. So um, I'd actually like to see this go out live like really soon and see what happens. Cause you know, we all know like not very many people are going to actually get a chance to play it on PTR and it's not, you know, we're not going to get much uh, feedback on it for, you know, in whatever that week's time. Uh, and this is like a really cool uh, addition. So um, looking forward to that and um, potentially what else is uh, going to be announced at BlizzCon. Cause you know, like, usually things are go out to PTR regardless of when they're announced, right? Like they don't, they don't actually care about the suspensefulness of, of what's going to happen. Maybe Sombra, they held off last year until like they actually announced it. Then they put it on PTR, but for the most part, you know, like Doomfist coming out early, you know, stuff like that. They, they obviously just have like their own kind of cycle. And sometimes, you know, big, big uh, marketing moments don't really matter as much. So I'm kind of curious to see if they have something huge planned at BlizzCon, but we'll talk about it a little bit later here. Um, before we do that, let's talk about the news, like the Overwatch news. And um, given that it's October 31st, uh, it's a day after the deadline, which was October 30th to um, nail down your entire rosters for Overwatch League. Uh, we're starting to get the all of the marketing announcements and uh, you know just full rosters, just all the videos that they've made, you know, and all that good stuff. So we, you know, even last week we were we were uh, you know having some fun just getting a chance to look at Boston for the first time and things like that. Uh, so we've had what is this five more thing bits of news? I think three very. Um, well, maybe two full ro full roster type of reveals, and then like three additional ones. So uh, starting off, we've got Dallas's roster, which we know for, we've known for the most part. But um, you know, they announced that uh, you know we I think we talked about Custa last week, and even XQC was announced to be added. And I know Ben, we were talking privately about like who they're going to add, and, and you're like, hey, you know, X XQC seems like it would be. You know, somebody that would make sense because there was rumor that, um, you know, a what was it, a seventh country or whatever it was, was going to be added to to the roster. So everybody was trying to figure out who it was. And you thought that it, it was you know, XQC was a potential given that he was such a good Winston. And, you know, Coco's always been a little questionable Winston. Um, and I was just like, no possible way. There's like no way they would add somebody like XQC. Well, they had an XQC. And, um, you know, I, from a roster standpoint, it makes a lot of sense, given that he fills a, a big hole. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Gil, about this addition? I, I, I'll tell you, it wasn't necessarily expected. Then again, I was trying not to speculate as much as possible. But when you look at it, yeah, I was going to kind of mention the difference in having two different um, potential main tank threats. Um, it, it can You can also potentially flex that in to, uh, in terms of maybe bringing Mickey out if you want to put, you know, a Winston into your lineup and still have Coco out there potentially. I, I don't see a lot of that right now, but it gives you a lot of tank flexibility. And XQC um, has been pretty prolific in uh, his personality um, as well. So he's, I think he's fairly marketable in that, in that regard. Um, so it definitely makes a lot of sense. And I'm really excited to see how, um, because you know, one of a lot of people's favorite teams, I guess, is Envious. And when we're looking at having a bastion, so to speak, uh, a team that we know and love still in Overwatch League and not being picked apart and like completely retooled, um, this team, while they do have some new looks, it's still I, I'm excited to see how um, the Envious that we know and love kind of just evolves and grows from this. And I think they have the, one of the highest potentials 
in the very beginning of Overwatch League. Um, just just judging based on the, what we know so far. Right. Right. Yeah, I think it's a great pickup for them. Uh, a because marketable and one of the biggest regular Twitch streamers on the Overwatch directory. I mean, you see him there all the time. Of course, you want to pick players that are going to round out the team and the squad. That's the number one priority. But you can't blame Dallas or Envious or whoever for wanting to get people who bring viewership. They have sponsors, and those sponsors are going to be on his stream. So that needs to be taken into consideration. But more than that, he does fit into the roster uh, because Coco, I won't say no, he's not a, by any means less than a tier one Winston, but having someone who to focus almost solely, almost specialize entirely on a single character like Winston, that's such an impactful character, can only help give the team more options. And don't forget, Coco is an incredibly good Zarya too. So I could certainly see situations like Gilfrost was mentioning where maybe you have Mickey sit the bench and you have mm -hmm. XQC playing main tank and Coco can flex onto Zarya, he can flex onto something else. Uh, so I think this makes a ton of sense. Um, we were speculating it was going to be a Winston main. I thought it could have been Nox because uh, Nox can yeah. flex into Lucio as well. Uh, and also a very, very good Winston. But uh, this one definitely makes sense. Uh, and yes, yeah. I did, I did um, predict it. <laughs> well, on paper, I think it makes sense. I, the, only, the only part I would say is that I, I get that he's a big streamer. I mean, like, do they really need any more streaming help i mean given that they have brandon and they have timing already but obviously this is like another top streamer couldn't hurt on, you know on the roster but you know i i have to say i'm i might be a little bit worried as to just the dynamics of all these personalities um you know like these are strong personalities all together now and they will have to you know work together or even at some point like there has to be a leader of this team and like, are, is everybody willing to actually give in to having, you know, them not be that leader? You know, we can't have like five leaders to a team. I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. So I, yeah. I'm really curious to see, because, you know, the envious team that we know, they had a great dynamic in terms of like knowing their roles, knowing what they do. And that's what made them so successful. Now we're adding some, you know, I wouldn't say like crazy alpha males, but we are adding like people who are, are successful in their own right to this. Uh, formula and you know we'll have to see how it works out you know what we saw in contenders yeah. at least with with brandon you know it, it was working well you know whatever we saw there that that seemed good and now with cuss and xqc we'll we'll see yeah my i i, I that's a big i think that's going to be a huge factor actually in overwatch league at large is how are the players and players interacting with each other and also, how are they interacting with um, the infrastructural changes and just kind of the growth that Overwatch League is going to experience? Um, I would be more worried compared to because you look at Team Envious and like some of these additions they've made. I think culturally speaking, mm -hmm. they they do mesh. Um, I'm not like worried. They there are a lot of strong personalities, but at least culturally, they kind of um, are. They seem like I could I could picture them hanging out on the weekend. We'll just say. <laughs> uh, but then okay. I, I would be more worried about some of these teams that are bringing in mix mixing like Korean players with North American players. Yeah. We've seen how the cultural impact of like doing that can be very negative and, and Immortals being kind of the example there. Uh, and so I'd be more worried about like the Boston Uprising, honestly, to see how they can uh, integrate um, the different cultures. That's going to be a much bigger question, but definitely a theme I think we're going to see in Overwatch League. Yeah. Okay, well, the next team that we have uh, that has a, a just, I guess, more of a major bit is since we haven't really heard anything from them until now is the New York team. So New York uh, announced their um, full rosters and showed their, their logo. So let's take a look at that real quick here. 
the oh, extra yeah. large team or something like that. <laughs> like, what was it again? Is it the, uh, X- yeah. the X-Men? I mean, a lot of people are talking about that today. Yeah. Are they, are they going to be the X-Men team? So um, let's show the... Should we show the emblem first here? Yeah, and before we show the roster, because it's kind of hard to tell on that. It's a weird website, I have to say. Just it, it is it was, a weird website. Yeah, it is a weird. Website. So let me just show the Twitter first, because I think the Twitter it's on card. shows okay. the yeah shows the emblem or the logo much better. So yep, we see this kind of you know obviously a a design a pattern design, and you know it's supposed to have you know just this X I guess for um, the Excelsior because that's the the um, mascot. For the our, yeah for the team so the New York Excelsior big old X and um, you know the font is like this kind of I don't know what you call it call it <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. playing pads or something like that uh, yeah Tron font yeah Tron font okay there you go Tron font uh, so what do you guys think you know last week we did a scale of one to ten for font and for logo so why don't we just <laughs> carry it over here what do you guys give it I like the typography. Uh, and and the 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 font way more than I like the logo. I actually I can see what they're going for. I, I think with the NYXL logo as it is, like it's almost res- reminiscent of like what you see for like SF Giants and and things like that in, in mainstream sports. I can see it being made into a more concise logo that people identify with. The main logo though isn't jumping out to me as as anything special or particularly memorable. Uh, so if I were them, I I definitely prefer the text and the typography over everything else. Uh, if you <laughs> give me, unique a, thing, I don't know, yeah. like a, a four on the logo, like a, maybe a six and a half on on the on the text. Does that okay. does that work? All right. Wow, Th- you that, harsh, that'd be boy. pretty close. You harsh. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like four and seven, but I, I just have to give my two cents on all of the like the because. If you pick apart these things, I think that the branding, when you look across all of the of the teams so far, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Cold Stone Creamery or the likes, yeah. but like yeah. I define it as like their flavors of ice cream because the way they do ice cream is they they still start with the sweet cream flavor. It's like the generic, just like it's like more vanilla than vanilla ice cream and they mix things into it and that creates every other flavor and it's like they all started with the same base and they just kind of like made slight modifications to this one little theme and they're all like and that's why i think like all of the logos all of the branding for all the teams is equal and it's all like like a six or a seven you know um which i agree with i actually think it's good to kind of put them all on a playing field but this one has been the most unique and i would agree I think the typography, as far as um, brand impact, is going to be right around that six, seven range. The logo itself, definitely not standing out to me. So Okay, so for me, hmm, it's like, I'm a little bit torn with the logo because um, I actually think with that logo or just with that, the, just the pattern generally, you can actually do some cool stuff like merch-wise. You know, and I can actually see some people wanting to wear things like, jerseys or you can imagine like a soccer jersey or something with with that type of pattern on it right um as a logo representing like if you just see this purely like being used to represent your team i yeah i I, that's quite kind of where it gets me it's like i don't don't think it's very unique at all (laughs) like like, again this like color wise and and pattern wise i think it was a good design but they shouldn't have used it just as logo so yeah i I give it a five for the logo the typography uh, or you know the font I actually don't like it. <laughs> like, I think it's unique. It's hard to read, dude. It's like, I have a heart. Like, can you imagine reading words like that are like, look, that look like that? 
I mean, it, it, it's kind of hard yeah. to read. So I saw um, before I knew that it was an announcement for the the team. I saw a bunch of people like retweeting it, and I saw like just glancing through my feed on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I thought a bunch of people were tweeting some kind of fashion line. That's that's immediately <laughs> right. what I thought. Right, yeah. right. So merch, man, good job for sure. Yeah. yeah, like for apparel, they they got it. But for some of the other things, I think it's going to be hard. And, and this is the NYXL. So XL is Excelsior. Is that is that normal for? I mean, I've never used Excelsior for the most part. Excelsior. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the name actually. I like the name. Excelsior is kind of cool. Yeah, it's. But they they've already abbreviated. aside. Yeah, right, right. They've already created the abbreviation XL. So interesting, interesting move there. Um, but let's compare that to another team that we have, which, um, made their announcement, which is the optic Rost um, outlaws, which was announced today. And I mean, I think you see night and day actually with these two. So, um, mm-hmm. okay. So here's the outlaws. This is like the actual website too. So, um, oh, I didn't actually show, well, we should talk about the roster. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to skip over the, uh, the Excelsior roster. Let's talk, let's talk about the LW blue. It's, it's yeah. LW blue. They just got <laughs> LW blue. Yeah. Pretty and, much. And that's, I mean, I don't think you can, I, I, there's some differing opinions on importing entire Korean teams into us, into the U S I don't think you can go too wrong in season one, picking one of the top teams out of Korea. I think, there's a good majority of the NA mixed teams that are not going to be able to compete with something like LW blue at all. Yeah. Uh, out, of, but, out of the gate, right? Like, yeah, just not going to, but then yeah. there's some people I think like flame, I think even on the show who is saying you're nuts to hire, to have only Koreans. They're not going to adapt to the culture. They're not going to be as good if they're not in the Korean environment. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's all theory crafting at this point, but I would certainly put, pure LW blue plus a couple uh, role players up in the higher end of the pack right now in terms of the rosters we've seen for sure. Yeah. As far as short-term results. Yeah. I mean, in the first, if I was pitting them against most of the other teams in the first match of the overwatch league, definitely going to be putting my money on them. Um, Now that, that's that, that being said, a lot of the teams are, I admit, and I'm going to say that it's obvious that they're maybe planning for different. They're not necessarily planning to be the best team out of the gate. And I'm saying that, that I hope so because if that's what they're hoping, they chose some some they made some bad decisions. But um, <laughs> this is a team that I think gives you the option to then also flex into the future, just because um, of having the full Korean team that has already shown that they can be successful uh, fairly consistently uh, means you can to start you can start growing from there. Um, whereas other teams that are going to start growing, they're being growing from a much lower position. Yeah. Well, they're a smaller team too, right? I mean, there's what nine on the, this roster. I mean, they're obviously Flowers not on here, but um, you know, I think compared to the other teams, we, we actually already see ten to twelve on the other teams. Another another person, you know, it's LW Blue, but it's also Libero too, guys. So it's like Libero yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, Metathena, he obviously best player I think on Metathena, or he arguably the best player. So um, you know, DPS wise, I think they're. I mean, they're. They're beyond fine. They're gonna have like definitely one of the best combos, I think, once Flowers here too. Um, but uh, Mono is it confirmed that Flowers gonna join the team? I guess when, it's not confirmed. Of age, I, I just uh, assumed he was going to be part of it. Maybe, maybe not. Um, he's too young. He's like in that kind of same situation that we see with Sinatra, but he hasn't signed a contract. So yeah, may, maybe he's still out there. Um, even without that, you know, 
Sabioli, the Sabioli and Libero are an awesome tandem, like together. Oh yeah. And then you got Mono at tank. You know, Mono's obviously been one of the best wins since we've seen in the last you know few months. And then Giannis too is great. So uh, I, I think maybe the supports are the only ones that you can you know pine in. in um, is it Jonic? I actually, I don't really recall his play, but. Um, maybe those two are the ones that that you, you take a look at. This team seems like it's going to be pretty good. LW Blue didn't perform super great this last season, so I don't know if they were distracted or not. You know, with the move because they were they were obviously having a lot of things going on in the background. Um, but this is one of those teams where I think that if they look like the previous season from Apex, then they'll be awesome. <laughs> if, it, if it's uh, you know th this last season, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Okay, so let's talk about the uh, Houston Outlaws now. And okay, so this is their logo in their font. So, what do you guys think? Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite for sure. So, uh, every uh, like all the old esports heads, all the old esports veterans love shitting on everything OWL. <laughs> I just see it all the time. Yeah, it's crazy uh, how jaded some of these people are. But everyone, no one can talk shit on out on this on this team, this logo, this name. The presentation, the video that they made, everything was really good. And you're really, what this is showing to me immediately right off the bat is that a team like Optic is going to have the graphic design, the video editing, the sense for marketing to the esports crowd down much better than most of these other teams that are hiring a bunch of new people right off the bat. Uh, they, they really nailed it. I mean, I know a lot of these logos are in collaboration with Blizzard. I think Blizzard is helping make most of these logos or, or working with them at least on it. Uh, but like just everything about their roster announcement was done better, I'd say, than most other teams. Uh, everyone loves this logo. It's the Longhorn with two pistols. It's, it's just cool. I like it's the beautiful. text as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's not just because I'm a cream main that I love it. I just want to I just want to say uh, that. Anything like with a longhorn is going to get my approval. So um but but the thing is is that I, I feel like the design is the most creative one. I mean it's you know, it's a combination of obviously the McCree uh aspect and then you make it into a Texas thing. So uh probably again, most creative out of all of them. Um and then like I I love the font too. It matches, it's readable and um you know, I think the only thing that you would say is just the color. I mean, it's it's the optic colors, so you can't really, you know, yeah. argue with it. But it them presenting all of these things on a white background, it, you know, it's kind of hard to read Houston, right? Um, but overall, yeah, I think this one's been the best announcement. Their video, I mean, I know you love the video, Ben, but the comms and stuff, like, I don't know why they added the comms and stuff to the that video. They could have left that out, I, I would say. But um, uh, it, it was definitely one of the better videos for sure. Uh, so yeah, Houston off to a good start. Uh, you know, we saw their. If you look at their roster too, I mean, I think that it's clear that Dallas and and Houston, the Texas teams, seem to have the the crowd favorites on their teams, as well as you know they did a pretty good job in presenting their their uh, logos as well as their announcement of the roster. So um, looking at this, I think we all knew that you know um, FNRGFE was was uh, going to be the main. Um, foundation to this team and then we saw the new additions which is uh, Jake and Lynxer which we heard a couple few days ago and then now we see that you know Spree is part of this uh, as well as Clockwork too and and Mendo of course so um, what do you guys think of this roster a plus marketability 100% uh, I think I think this team is gonna have more fans 
than anyone else outside of probably Dallas Fuel. Uh, just by the name, the name brands on this team, mm-hmm. uh, you, you've got guys like Jake, who's kind of like the face of Team USA right now. Uh, Mendo, who's a big streamer and just a personality that overflows everywhere. You've got all these old TF2 guys, which everyone seems to have a lot of nostalgia about, including Messer on the coach uh, role, Clockwork, um, and, and one more. I think, yeah, Mumas from TF2 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the squad is looking fairly strong, although it does leave you wondering, like, do they have a true hitscan specialist? Well, Clockwork is certainly a hitscan specialist, but is he currently at OWL talent level? We we don't really know that yet. Outside of the um, Tracer, you know, like, yeah, yeah. that's a big, big question. Yeah, yeah for me, mm-hmm. uh, the FNR, I, if you were watching it all during Contenders, like, I, you know, love the FNRG squad. And I think the reason I love them is because they, to me, transcended the sum of their parts, so to speak. Yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with Muma and Coolmat and really having that strong tank line and calling that they were able to group around. And so I'm really curious to see that how they are able to operate with more DPS tools in their belt with the likes of Lynxer and Jake and Clockwork um, and Mendo, for that matter. They're, I, I'm curious to see if they can really elevate themselves because if they were where they were uh, were. Um, without those DPS looks as FNRGFE, um, I think that they can only improve yeah. uh, as the Houston Outlaws now. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting. The, the, the DPS uh, combination here is it's funny because you, when you talked about Moomin and Coolmat, right? I would say like the the um, you know the kind of tank flex element of this roster is where the strength is. And you know most of the other rosters we talked about just DPS for oh my god the DPS combo oh that's great you know that those two are going to be you know at the quality of the rest of the league and they can compete that way and then it's like oh supports an issue or tanks an issue this one's actually a, a different in, in that way I really think the DPS though it's very very flexible and versatile may not be as strong as some of the others in terms of specialists you know like I don't see a tracer that's going to be better than you know effect or logic or, or any of those guys right. Um, yeah. or uh, yeah. profit, you know, for instance, right? Um, but I do see, you know, Mendo, I see you know, even Jake, and obviously Linkster, that can play multiple DPS players at a very, very high level, or characters at a high level. So they can move around with meta, like in, in very, you know, I think, you know, very fluidly. But we'll have to see if that's enough to, to make up for the fact that they're not at the highest level at, you know, a, a Tracer or a Genji. Uh, well, Linkser's Genji is good. Call, call, I would say Linkser's Genji is good. Yeah, yeah, I actually think Linkser is one of the most talented talented DPS players in the entire world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can flex between hit scan and projectile at an insane level. Like I think mm-hmm. his McCree and all of his projectile uh, DPS is tier one. But I think mm-hmm. you're exactly right, Chris. Tracer is the blind spot potentially for this team. Who's going to play Tracer at that level where they can compete with the best in the world? Yeah, it's so hard for me because I feel like Clockwork was a little hamstringed um, in the the season with FN or GFE um, on that Tracer role. I don't think he necessarily showed his full potential because uh, with Buds in the lineup and with some of the stuff that was going on in Prep for Overwatch League, I I think that he was he he had to carry too much. And so if maybe maybe now with the pressure off of him a little bit more, he can perform a little bit better. He is still definitely the biggest question for me. Um, the only, I guess the only other question I have is, it's interesting that they have Spree in the mix. And mm-hmm. nothing to say that, you know, with him being bad or good, I mean, I think he's really good, known for his Zarya. 
Um, but they already have Cool Matt, who's arguably one of the best, if not the best, off tank in in the Hold West. On. And so uh, that's Cool Matt going to play DPS again? Are we going to see maybe it's Cool Matt? That was and Spree. Way. Spree can play um, seventy six as well. And that's a good question, though. Yeah. But again, we're in the same spot with them. You know, we're talking flex again. So flexing into something that he could play, but not necessarily are the, are the best. You know, so it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it's how this team is coached will they make like strategic changes with you know like during a map you know and then kind of try try that those type of that that type of approach um but i'm you know very very curious to see i think they'll i think they'll do pretty well right off the bat i i think this team will have a lot of chemistry together right off the bat um you know you talked yeah, about a, a I, team that looks like that they'll hang out together i this team looks like a team that would hang out together for sure totally <laughs> And I just thought of another aspect to this, looking at Rockets, because um, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. That's another one of those ones that's interesting. And I think maybe um, Rockets, I, I know when I think of Rockets, I think of Anna. Um, I thought Bonnie was one of the one of the better supports. He was one of the strengths of FN or GFE. But I, I think of mostly that Zenyatta. So it might be another one of those times when they're looking to flex, like we were talking about some of the tanks um, across on some of these other teams flexing, depending on what heroes they want to bring this could be another one of those ones where um yeah they've got a couple of supports uh flex supports that could be more specialists um yeah in that regard uh the kind of rounding out the announcement obviously gm is flame <laughs> worst kept secret ever but <laughs> it was good to have him and didn't want to have him on this show too just so we could talk objectively about the team uh but i think tyrong hired as head coach is really interesting too um, those of you not familiar with Tyrong, I mean, he was on last year's World Cup team, just the, the Korean World Cup team, and he's coached in China, he's coached in, in Korea, so um, and you're talking about probably one of the most experienced coached in the Overwatch community or just in you know, the industry, so um, I think that's a really good hire. He's probably, like, I, I think he's our probably top three coach already, like, in the league from what I've seen, um, so we'll see if it, you know, how he works with this NA team for the most, or just NAEU team. Um, Mezzer, I thought was that would surprise me. I was like, oh wow, Mezzer's actually coaching. I didn't realize he was going to be going into that. I think there might have been some mention of him looking into coaching whenever he, you know, like tweeted that last thing. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then uh, Hyung Woo, I don't know too much about Hyung Woo. Do you guys know much about him? Not really. He's like the analyst rule, rule, right? He's apparently he's done some analysis for other teams, maybe a freak of freaks. I'm, I yeah, I don't know much about his career. All right, so yeah, looks like uh, another interesting team to take a look at. Um, kind of moving on with some more of the news, we've got um, the LA Valiant announcing that they have. Uh, oh, okay, they didn't really announce, but they just kind of like tweeted this, and I just thought I just shook my head, dude. I, I literally shook my head and, and was like, "Wait a second, wait a second. Okay, so we already knew these guys, you know, for the most. We knew Agilities, we knew Krim and soon, and and obviously Silk Thread." And so they tweeted this picture out, and I was just like confused. I'm like, first Dude, off, it's like, is like, I'm like, still this, confused. This is like Photoshop 101 job, like right here. <laughs> you know, like, you know, just well, like, is that like a let's box is that like a this. landmark? I, I don't know. What is this is, is is this supposed to be like one of those like like LED kind of ads showing? Yeah, I, I didn't understand what it was supposed to be in the first place. But then I was like, oh my god, well, like this is literally. Like anybody yeah. could have done this in Photoshop, literally. No, and here, here's what happened. Here's what happened. So the, that building that you're looking at is actually a library in LA, and 
they were like, oh, shoot, we need to announce something. Um, let, and they were at the library somehow. And they're like, okay, this library only has paint. Uh, oh, boy, I guess we'll just, just let's make it happen. We don't, have any, we don't have any materials. Let's go out front and take a picture. And then they just made this. I think that's what happens. Yeah, I, 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 right, I'm, I'm always hesitant to be too critical. But what the fuck Come is on, this? Dan. Jeez, what I mean, is this? Dude, this is look terrible, at this image. Dude. I stared I mean, at it for minutes, like trying to figure out: is there a meme? Is there a joke? It doesn't appear mm -hmm. to be a joke. What is this image? Is that supposed to be like some sort of holographic thing coming out from the building as well to try to be like more Overwatchy? That was one question I had had. I don't know. I don't know. That said, I like the uh, the Valiants overall from their branding. If we're diverting from this, <laughs> okay. Disaster. All right, we're gonna defer. Uh, we're gonna go, yeah, just move just... along because uh, yeah, love the logo. I I think that they're uh, that the name Valiants is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, we talked about it last week. I, I think the logo looks really nice. I think j just generally, um, just the branding was pretty good. But boy, if there's not a a job posting for a graphic artist on their team, like. For tomorrow i i don't know what it is because man i hope they have a better just generally they have more graphic artists than, than what was produced here because this is not good not next good time if you if, if this is the product just don't include an asset just just do it in the yeah text. just, just exactly. <laughs> exactly um let's see next up we've got uh the shock all right so the shock sign nevix which was um you know really cool for nevix you know i think i uh, Grass him because I know he was obviously moving around a little bit for a while, and um, I mean, Nevix was the one that wasn't sure he was gonna have a spot, right? Was 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 Nevix the one that actually posted the the um, Discord stuff? I forget, or is that somebody else? I might just be thinking about somebody else. Um, but anyways, congrats to Nevix for getting um, signed to the Shock. Uh, I would say the only thing that's very surprising about that is the fact that they have a ton of DPS players now. I think it's six to be exact, which is half your roster. Um, pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, right? I mean, that's a lot of uh, DPS players to have on your team. And I mean, oh, some wait, of those who are, guys. Who are all six? I know they had four or five. Well, they don't have I them mean, all playing at once. Not, obviously, Sinatra's not. But so they have Sinatra, yeah. IDQD, um, Bebe. Dante, uh, Baby Bay. Baby, Baby Bay, yeah. Um, and then Nevix. And Nevix. So, that's so like, but before chat comes in and goes, excuse me, our Nevix plays other heroes. Yes, he, he does. does. He does. In fact, he so does, does Baby Bay. I mean, well, no, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in fact, Nevix is truly one of the most flexible players I think we've yep. seen throughout Overwatch so far. He may, you, you could argue he's the most flexible player because he's played yeah. support, he's played tank, he's played DPS. Uh, and maybe my perception is incorrect. But my perception is still, though, that he is a, a DPS specialist. Like that's that's his that's where he's most comfortable, and that, I think that's where he's yeah. been most successful. So well, that Genji, yeah, he'll play anything. And and again, this goes back to the conversation that we had when the SF Shock roster was first announced, uh, and what Brad himself said about that roster. He's looking to get flexible players who will be able to play in every meta going into the future and that's like what he prioritized when mm -hmm. reviewing all these incoming players is flexibility so it fits within that narrative still at the same time it seems really weird to me that we we literally have we just named them we literally have five players who probably should be playing dps if they're playing anything well their last yeah. gigs were playing dps right so yeah yeah exactly um, it's it is going to be an, well, an interesting 
I, I'm actually really interested to see that. This one is, I think, the definition of a developmental team, like a team that's really trying to shoot for that long term. They're not looking at short term gains. Um, so, I mean, you specifically, you have Sinatra and Super, you know, that are both under 18. Those are going to be investments that are going to be kind of coming to fruition here, which are pretty shortly after the, the league launches um, overall. But I'm actually really curious to see what Super is. You talk about flexibility. He, um, from what I've heard and what I've seen, uh, you know, just a little bit of him, um, he's been, I think he played Tracer in the Carbon series. He's played Widow. Um, he played, well, he subbed for a team and he played Roadhog. Of course, we've seen him a lot on the main tank role. He's another one that uh, could be a little bit of a wild card there as far as flexibility goes. And of course, you got Sinatra. When, when they come online, this team is going to have a certain level of potency. But even at that point, I still wouldn't put them uh, up against uh, a lot of these other teams. Yeah, you know, when people say things like they're playing for the long term and, you know, they're playing for, to be the underdog and they're developing and stuff. And I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, I just don't understand this because, like, this is season one. Okay, like, this is ground zero. You know, we're not, like rebuilding like in a rebuilding year where we just lost all our players for free agency and everybody's already great you know we're not talking about that we're talking about you got to build this team from from you know zero so we should not be talking about developing mental teams and and even let's just like long term because it's like yeah sinatra's 18 that's great but who knows like how long people go you know like who knows what the the age range is for overwatch players you know so i i don't know if like if teams are really going down that route you know if you were saying budget then it's like okay that's something that's completely rational and lo logical i can understand okay you're not tr you're trying not to spend too much money or whatever then you know sinatra is obviously one of like you know like that crazy crazy uh contract or the high salary that we we all talked about months ago um so i don't think that's an issue here you know with with um you know from the standpoint of of uh salaries and things like that so I just don't understand it. Like, unless it's just like this chemistry thing that I just don't see, you know, it's hard to obviously measure uh, the chemistry of a team, you know, until we actually see them play and see how they, they do compete. But talent wise on paper, I just, I, I can't, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I cannot be on board with that. Like it just, it, it's true. Well, and, and when we talk about like, you know, it's fine to have this mentality of looking towards the future, but the problem is how much do you actually sacrifice what's going on right now for that and in esports with how things how fast things actually change and especially with such a growing game and a growing esport the the standards by which you measure a player today are going to be completely different right. and a team for that matter in a year in six months it's even going to be that different and so you can see, you're going to be making changes no matter what probably um and maybe they just i, I don't yeah i, I can't really maybe all the, all yeah the, i mean some, at least most of these guys' characters are just really, really good. Um, and they're not terrible players either. They're not bad players. No, they're it's, not just bad not players. it's just not the all-star lineup that you maybe would have expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, we'll have to see. It's just that's kind of our job is just to you know, throw out what we think right mm -hmm. off the bat. Um, yeah. Make people angry at us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can get mad at me all you, all you want, but I... You know, it's just because I, I just want to see, obviously, uh, the, these teams start off just right off the, you know with a bang and just they're really going at each other right off the bat um okay so we had uh i think ben you put on there just maybe talk about just some of the teams that we haven't heard from because we probably will be hearing from them maybe tomorrow you know just even before blizzcon yeah uh and those teams are london 
So we don't have a con confirmed you know, brand or logo for them. You know, a lot of people speculating in Spitfire, but um, you know, we don't we don't know anything about that. We do know a lot about the roster though. Uh, so uh, Philly, I, we haven't heard much of anything from Philly. I, I literally know nothing about Philly. I don't know if you guys know anything. Or uh, well, so it's like it's a city that's it's in the, in the eastern <laughs> Th coast. Thanks, man. Um, it's in yeah, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so all we know. Uh, I mean, yeah, you guys know heard anything? Like, I, I have, I don't even know. I don't, yeah, any I don't of the players that potentially are no. in Philly. Yeah, so that's been a very, very well kept secret. Um, I think if you're looking at who's missing, like any 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 speculations that, as to any big rosters player wise, are, yeah. Like is this just I mean, gonna be I, a bunch I think of sure four is, is like the probably the number one free agent right or, or sure four? way up oh, on that's, the list. That's yeah. LA, buddy. That's that's definitely yeah. LA. Um so, that's well, gonna I'm pretty sure that's gonna be an LA. I don't know the leaks. I don't yeah. know the leaks, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I think the most of the community is, is saying LA. The Fran? I mean, yeah. So we're talking about uh, players. We're talking about players that are missing. Is that what we're talking about? Um I think I think so, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think yeah. like, is there any roster that seems to be just completely missing that Philly? And we're talking about like a lot of people. Oh, you know, like is it yeah. a, a Korean team? Is it a, <sighs> you know, that, that's the thing. Like GC Busan, obviously, is not that team. Is it Runaway? <laughs> like it could be. Garnet, this is Michael's Michael's team right there. Michael's Solid. team, you nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Second best tracer. Second best tracer in NA. There you go. Did you see his like? Oh, owl hype video that he posted earlier today. It's fucking insane, dude. No, he was like actually doing a really good job of like no. building his brand. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. Really? No, he, he, he is. It. He, what is it? He, no, he's pretty epic. Like just yeah, himself. Should... Like yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm gonna yeah, check that out. <laughs> you got to link that to Chad, dude. He's gonna be the meme yeah. specialist for exactly. for Philadelphia, is what I'm hearing. No, but um, real quick, just to touch on players. Um, we're seeing a fair amount of balance between NA and EU, but I still think there's a lot of untapped EU talent, specifically from the teams that are current that we're not playing in NA as EU teams. You know, like yeah. um, I think that uh, even in some of the off tank roles, uh, we're, we're there. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, just EU oh, generally. Yeah, EU is going to be yeah, like just EU in general. Um, but that that's the, I think that's the, one of the most untapped roles in general. Mm -hmm. If I had to guess. I um, happy cool is the one I'm thinking of. Happy cool um, is oh, one of the better off tank players, and I thought maybe he would be on a team. I mean, the the remainder of Phase is still up there, well, right? You've got you've got yeah, Runaway, who obviously are god tier. Um, you've got you know just took second in Apex. Uh, you've got Shore Four. Let's see who else. I, I have a we list. still got the AKMs, and we we've still got those. Oh, yeah, but I don't AKMs, think AKM made yeah. it on a team, so it's it's. Um. Yeah, the rest of Rogue, basically, right? Um. Yeah. Well, kind of rounding out the rest of the teams. LA, the second LA team, we haven't heard from. Oh, more, more of Giganti as well. Sorry. Yeah, Giganti. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Without Linkser, that's a. All these teams that we've mentioned are like that. Some of the best parts have been picked away from them, so it would. It, you know, it'd be hard to, I guess, build off of that. Yeah, they're not the same team for sure. And then lastly, Miami. You know, like Miami was the first team that we heard news on you know, for the most part for Overwatch League. And now they're kind of the last to really announce the the complete roster and, and what it's going to be. And so, um, yeah, is it, I, I don't even know if it's going to be Miami Misfits. I, I no idea, like, even what the um, mascot's going to be. So uh, it'll be... Uh, I think the rumor was, like, Mayhem or something like that. It's, oh, Mayhem, right, yeah, Miami Mayhem, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, 
So hopefully that happens soon too. I think they will. I think a bunch of these will be announced in like within 12 hours. In the next three like days, that. yeah. Exactly. I should be t- checking Twitter as we're doing this. You know, just <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah, three days, right? Because Friday is the, the, the keynote. So I figured they would announce before that and then we'll have some crazy thing you know, at the keynote with whoever it is, Nate or, or I don't know who it is, Jeff or sure. even Mike Morheim, who knows. Um, okay, well, why don't we move on to player uh, and team news? Uh, ben, you want to take this? Yeah, just a couple of really short updates. Uh, one is everyone's favorite hitscan <laughs> monster, DeFran, has hit number one in EU. Is he eligible for OWL season one? Does yeah, anyone know? I think he, I think he is. Or right? is he? Is he? Because he, he's not banned from competitive anymore. So no, he's not banned. Like honestly, whoever is able to snag him is going to probably do well with that. Uh, there's just a little bit of <laughs> loose cannon. I don't know, man. Loose uh, cannon. I don't know. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, then Sani, Sani, and uh, Fazix departed from uh, their team, uh, and Sani publicly said that he's looking for a team, which means no OWL for him. And then this one, Zappis tweeted that he didn't make it into OWL. This is a travesty. This is strange to me. Like, after how well Giganti did, and Zappis in particular was always a big part of that team. Like, mm-hmm. Inside, I was I was secretly hoping that like Giganti and Misfits would get merged into this like Nordic superpower. Just <laughs> that would have been interesting. Like, actually, that yeah. would have been sick. I, I would have really liked to see that. But it seems like at least parts of Giganti are still left without a team going into OWL, which is a big surprise. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. That was another one of those like European teams that. I just think got overlooked um, far beyond their actual performance, and they 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 had a lull maybe at the worst possible time in their career is um, you know a couple months ago that was the, how they were playing the worst that they've ever really looked, but they shored up a few of those holes and uh, they were looking really solid. Um, and Zappis, for one, is definitely a player that uh, deserve uh, he 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 has the skills to pay the bills, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that just the entire EU region was overlooked um, to a degree for Overwatch League, and um, it's, um, it's not going to be good for season one. But I think that's it's going to play out well in the long run. I think for for Europe, Europe's going to do really well in contenders too, in my opinion, or season two. And um, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, the, the EU region could be more exciting than the NA region, or I, you know, there was pretty big discrepancy this year i mean like the matches were close and stuff but still most of the hype was on the na side this season yeah. uh and i think we might see it flip next season and that's just gonna mean potentially more maybe more eu teams entering uh, owl I mean, we only have one right now which is Hopefully. very surprising uh, Wait, are we talking about london yeah i mean right now right we're just talking about london so yeah that that uh, European team, oh, 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 yeah. European team that's all Europeans. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, but yeah, I, I, I know. What you <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I, yeah, I got you. <laughs> but and not to know, derail us anymore, but Shadowburn. Have we we not talked about Shadowburn? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned the the remainder of Phase, He's but yeah, Shadowburn's got to be a top. He has yeah. to be a top free agent right now. He's got to be on somebody's team. <laughs> like, I'd be shocked. If yeah. he was not on somebody's team, I don't know if he's on the shock. I don't know if he's on the shock. Unless he just refused to announced. move. Unless the guy just refused to move. That's the only thing. That That's the thing. Is he already moved, right? Yo, yeah, he did already move. That's right. <laughs> he's already he's in America. He's, in he's Vegas, going back. Right, or something? He misses yeah. Russia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's right. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> so he's here already. I, I mean, that would be 
crazy if he was not on a team. He's going to um, get a team, 100%. He's also oh so God. marketable. I mean, uh, that, that is Adam positions. doesn't have a team. Boombox is still... Boombox didn't get signed yet, right? Uh, he hasn't been signed yet. Guys, there's, yeah, still, I mean, there's, there's still a lot of spots. I mean, There's I a lot of talent. Cruz hasn't been signed. Gods hasn't been signed. Zoms. Cruz not being yeah. signed is crazy, too. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, anyway. well, we'll have to see. There's still a lot of spots, obviously, open with Philly. and I mean, there's an entire roster of Philly I like, have no, no idea about. And then L.A., too. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see in the next few days. I think after yeah. it's been fully announced, then we can just like lament with all the people that didn't make make it. Um, let's talk about BlizzCon now, given that uh, we're all going to be leaving for BlizzCon here. So when is everybody going? I, I actually fly out in about nine hours now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you guys going, going Wednesday Thursday. or Thursday? Oh, Thursday? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be there Thursday morning. Sweet, yeah. sweet. So I'll have a extra day to hang out in, in Anaheim. <laughs> Which is, is a valuable asset because I'm like just going over all the people that I want to hang out with and meet. And yeah. it's, it's, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to hang out at BlizzCon. I'm just going to like stand outside and just wait for people to come in to meet well, that's, them. What, that's why BlizzCon is so fun. Cause BlizzCon is, you know, Ben, especially like, you know, back when it, you know, like a few years ago too, it's like BlizzCon was the event where I would say the high, is the most, most concentrated, um, from the standpoint of who attends, uh, just folks that are friends, you know, like, cause we're talking about just Blizzard game. If you're, if you're doing content or you're covering Blizzard games or whatnot, you know, BlizzCon's obviously going to have like a very, just, just the most people that, that, um, you're going to know and people that know you and things like that. And so a lot of friends are usually there and that, that's, what's great about BlizzCon. That's what BlizzCon's always been one of the most fun events to go to. Um, so I know what you mean by that, Gil. I mean, the... The fact that TwitchCon was only two weeks ago, so I've seen like a lot of people already, kind of helps out a little bit in terms of you know hanging out with folks. But yeah, BlizzCon's never long enough to hang out with everybody, that's for sure. Um, but uh, in terms of the events and everything, it's going to be starting Friday, uh, Thursday. You know, Thursday nights usually like kind of when things get started, and I think you know we'll probably have the party again this this Thursday, right? Like the just the 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 community party where the one that they throw for to, to get everybody lathered up for the, <laughs> the event itself. Um, but on Friday, uh, we're going to obviously kick off the event with the keynote. And this is where each game franchise goes and presents what's the big announcement for BlizzCon, right? So what is the big announcement for Overwatch guys? We're going to get a new hero. Nine thousand mm -hmm. percent. Like, they're announcing. They're announcing yeah. left guy the hero. <laughs> left That's guy. what's happening. No yeah. right guy. The Leaks. Hero. Left guy. I mean, right oh no! Oh no! I ruined it. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to announce a healer, hopefully, or or maybe a tank, or maybe a tank healer, or maybe a tank and a healer. Well, healers um, can heal tanks. Yeah, I mean, I need any tank I want. So, <laughs> so huh? I mean, yeah, beyond I think that, maybe, I think maybe maps. I don't know. Maybe I, I mean, maybe. I feel like what what <laughs> other what other OWL news is there? Like, come on, think outside think the box. The, the rest of the big. teams, come yeah. on, something big, guys. Like, you know what? They, actually, so here's here's what they're gonna do. Here's what they're gonna do. Predictions right here is they're going to release details on the format and a little bit more about what Overwatch League is gonna look like. I I, I think they're yep. gonna they're gonna try to do that. Um, okay. I mean, it's coming up is the idea, right? Um, yeah, and we'll probably so, get like broadcast schedules at least yeah. for preseason things like yeah. that, or, or at least some kind of format, location, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we'll okay. see. I'm going big. They're going to announce the Overwatch oh, movie. 
That's going to be coming oh, out in, in 2018 <laughs> or no 2019. Let's say, just that give them two dope. years. I, I will give them two years if they announce it this year, like wow. 2019, or at Old least prediction. the animated series at the end of 2018. How about that? That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, yes, it would be super uh, hype if they even it. just drop another one of the animated shorts during BlizzCon, which also, now that I think about it, if they're doing a new hero, we're almost gonna definitely going to get that for sure. I mean, That'd be sick, Chris. Yeah, so dude, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for, man. None of this, like, oh, I think we're going to get just whatever hero, you know, because we've been, we've been saying that for weeks now, so we got to go big this time in our predictions. So what, is spectator mode not big enough for you? Spectator mode not big enough? Come on. They already literally Watch. used it. That's like that's not an announcement. That's like, no, it's not new, but they're going to show it off. They're going to show it, sure, but I'm talking about announcement. I mean, this is like literally yeah. when each of the groups get to like try to one-up each other, you know what I mean? Like, they prepare for this BlizzCon announcement, right? Like, they, you know they do. So, um, that's why I was yeah. surprised that they, like, they they did Doomfist so early, because Doomfist was, like, a gimme, man. It's, like, just released Doomfist at, at BlizzCon, and people are going to be going nuts, like Sombra last year. So, um, the fact that they didn't, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's bigger. It's gonna be even I'm bigger. I'm hoping bigger. That's right. That's right. Um, so, uh, I wonder if they'll do just like the full roster announcement too at the keynote. You think they'll do that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would expect it. I mean, it's hard because of some of these teams that I have literally no idea like what's going on with like Philadelphia and stuff, mm -hmm. but maybe that's the big news. I bet they told all the teams that they need to announce their logos and everything before BlizzCon. I would not yeah, be surprised. We've only got a, a few left. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were actually going to get them all by the end of the day today. I thought, that, yeah, I thought we were going to mm -hmm. see a lot more rosters revealed this week. But, yeah. yeah so yeah. We'll, we'll see tomorrow in thursday but that should be a, a really good time like there um obviously the big thing at um you know in terms of overwatch and maybe even just i mean arguably a lot of things i mean i know the world of warcraft expansion is going to be announced and that's probably going to be the big like kind of game thing that that's announced at blizzcon um and then the heroes have their championship there but the world cup i i, I think is i'm biased of course i think is like the biggest uh uh, <clears throat> potential esport thing that's happening. Um, I'm underestimating heroes. I always do that. Heroes. I think a lot of. I think a lot of people don't understand that heroes is actually did really, really well at the last HCC uh, in terms of viewership. So we'll we'll see how it compares between Overwatch and Heroes this time around. But the World Cup in the arena, super hype. Um, I'm really curious to see what the stage is going to look like and what kind of like noise we can actually generate in that, that arena. Cause you know, we've done it in Starcraft too, but I just know Overwatch is probably going to generate even more. Um, especially day one <laughs> with oh, USA yeah. playing Korea. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, and then the players of team USA are going to get to contribute to that noise in the audience after that, which is going to be really fun. Oh, I'm so oh, I'm, I'm salty. I'm Gil. sorry. What? I'm sorry. I I feel Dude. I feel a little bad, but not really that bad. Oh my god! You know, it's okay to be realistic. Damn, Gil. Kind of American. This is how I cope what with the difficulties of, of. This is how I cope with the difficulties of NA or of, of America facing off against Korea in round one. Okay. This the NFL. Don't judge me. Man, this is crazy. This is weird. All right, I'm about to usurp all of Left Guys. Oh no, that's love. right. Go, Ben. Win it. Let's go. You uh, yeah, yeah, No, yeah, seriously yeah. though. Yeah. Serious point. Serious point here. I think oh, the no. USA has the best possible chance that they could ever have with this current meta. Adam is an insane mercy. Mercy is so strong. Ana is not very strong, so Ryu Jehong is not gonna be. Uh, 
potentially able to show his skill like he normally would be able to. I think Junkrat adds, adds like a spicy random factor, and we we know like guys like Jake can play Junkrat at a really high level. If USA could ever win, I think this current patch and this current meta gives them the best possible chance to do it. Yep, I am not going to argue with that. Yeah. Are like not as bad as people think. I so, I, I think yeah. it's going to be super competitive. And Flame was on here last week saying that the yeah. USA is better than Korea right now. So I um, wouldn't go that far, but uh, yeah, Korea is, go, apparently would, Korea has not been playing well lately. So mm-hmm. the, the the actual it, team itself, I wouldn't know. Yeah, that. in um, like scrims or something like that, or just some. Listen, if I had a dollar for every time I said, "Well, USA is doing much better in scrims. They're beating everybody in scrims," then I'd I'd be. A hey, they did beat everybody though. Whenever that oh, that did happen, right? So, yeah, um, probably. Yeah i I think it's going to be like super close and. Of course, I'm going to say that I think USA is going to win. I think USA is going to do really well in this tournament. I don't know if they're going to win the whole thing. Like even getting past Korea, I actually don't know if they'll they'll be able to win the the entire tournament. But man, I'm hoping. I'm just hoping they they do super well because if they do super well, this will be arguably one of the most epic BlizzCons, man. If if uh, the the World Cup team does, if they win it too. Oh my god! Like yeah. super high, biggest numbers we'll ever like we've ever seen for Overwatch, esports. I mean, that's it, it's that kind of potential, right? Yeah, dude. I agree. And I haven't given up on the USA. I just want to be very clear with that. I want them to win, but Traitor. I am also, you know, I've just got some stuff I've got to deal with over here. Okay, so you're like that. You know, you're just like the Picaster analyst. Like, I, I just, I got to be right, man. Like, no matter what, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter about my heart. I, it's, it's it happens right. so rarely that I have to try. You know? <laughs> oh god. I don't know. Cora Chat is saying that Korea is losing to some NA challenger yep. team in scrims. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is, what? I don't believe I, that. I'm telling you, dude. Like, what, look it up. Yeah, I'm telling you. They have look not been up, playing man. well you in the current Like, Some of the players have just been struggling. You know, like their roster, it's Lunatic High, right? But some of the players that are on their roster, it, it, wait, it's Lunatic High without. Um, without you have without, uh, without what's his, uh, mono instead of Miro. No, it's without the the new additions too. Without um, uh, God, I'm like totally on brain fart. You know, Lunatic High ad- or uh, Korea added two people, right? Um, oh, oh, uh, uh, they don't have Fleta, 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 yeah, other. Yeah, like yeah. Totally. yeah. So, but they do have Flower and Jaehong and Toby and Sabiolbi and Zumba and Mono. That's an insane roster. It, one one factor to also keep in mind is is the fact, the adjacency to Overwatch League with all these players definitely adds a, a pretty serious element to how these players are going to be performing. Um, and it is going to affect different players differently, but it, it's it's a wrench in the operation that makes it a lot harder to predict um, the outcome of, of these matches. Because on one hand, you've got like the stress of that, of like, well, maybe I'm not on a team or I, you know, whatever. Um, as well as then the opposite end of that, you've got people that really are trying to prove themselves and actually operate under pressure very well. And it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting I mean, you, you, have, you have to play in the fact that, that the U.S. are home field, too. I mean, that crowd is going to be, like, 95% USA. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and you're going to feel it, too. You're going to feel, you know, you're going to feel the crowd, like, just roaring whenever the USA does well. And, like, how does Korea, like, respond? You know, how does the Korea team respond to that? Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know some of those teams. A lot of those Lunatic High, they've always been crowded with like fan favorites in Apex, and like they they've always been that team that everybody wants to 
to win. So um, Monty's gonna have to yell extra loud. <laughs> Monty's to, gonna. Yeah. Can you imagine what would happen yeah, to Monty's dude. ego if Korea lost in the first round? Oh my god, that's one of the reasons like, why I want to see it happen. His entire life. Oh god, I want to see that happen so bad. I've been living a lie. <laughs> No, there would be some excuse, of, of, of course, right? Totally so, well, what if they played in Seoul? Like, when they played in Seoul, it would be totally different, <laughs> which you'd probably be right. So, uh, uh, anyways, I, it's going to be awesome. Make sure you guys clear your schedules for that because that is like my schedule is completely Friday, clear for that. Scheduled mm-hmm. for approximately yeah. 445, but yeah. let's be real, you should be watching the whole thing. Yes. This is going to be the sickest Overwatch action you've seen since last year's uh world cup (laughs) and i don't want to you know i I definitely don't want to um you know uh, not mention all the other teams too because there's going to be some great matches even with uh i can't wait for china france i think china france is going to be insane i think china france is actually i don't think it's going to be that insane i i I think china's probably going to whoop them but we'll we'll see it's interesting they did have to replace some players she makes it a little spicier, but yeah, I would agree with that. Why, China, does, like, got... why does China and South Korea have to be in the same bracket as U.S.? I mean, they get so screwed. It's like, I, yeah, I don't know. I think the U.S. could beat like... China. I, I think if if U.S. and China make it in the semi somehow, I think U.S. definitely favored in that matchup. Uh, the other side is interesting to me. I actually think we're seeing Australia in the the semifinals. Um, I think they could beat Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's mm-hmm. that's a prediction right there. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Canada's got that easy, dude. Yeah. Wow. When was the last wow. time we saw Sure Four really play? It's been a long time. Nangachu. Right? I mean Nangachu. Um, <laughs> I mean Nangachu. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Wow. I, mean, I don't know what to say. Ouch. Like, it's yeah. just this kind of disjointed team. They got. They, yeah. they still got. I mean, it really just depends how the yeah. They've got agility. It's one of the best carries from one of the worst teams and contenders. You know, no agility really is pretty legit though. So, God, but um, well, okay. Well, I think that I think that match will be competitive. I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't see us really winning, but I don't know. I n- no idea how these boot camps are going right now because you know a lot of the teams are are just now starting to to practice together. They might have like two weeks together. You know that sort of thing. Um, but I am super intrigued by UK Sweden, though. I mean, UK was yeah. arguably the hottest team coming out of groups, and I mean yeah. they just dominated. I mean they they played super well, and um, Sweden has been a team that under, it's underperformed last year, underperformed this year, even in play in in groups. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see if the Sweden Swedish team can actually step up and play to the potential they have on paper. Um, that's probably the the first round matchup outside of U.S. South Korea that I'm yeah. most excited for. They're all pretty interesting, though. It's definitely gonna be a fun day. Yes. God, if the U.S. wins this, oh, can you imagine the U.S. beats South Korea and China and then loses to oh my gosh. or something like that? I'm telling. If, oh if they win, God. they're going all the way. If they beat Korea, they're going all the way. Like, I mean, I think the U.K. are gonna make it to the finals as well, and that would be that would be an amazing matchup. First of all, because I'm gonna try to sit right next to. Um, you know, Bren, and just like make that as <laughs> as uh, make some bets that I probably shouldn't be making, but yeah, yeah. Predictions. All right, let's predict. Let's make actual predictions here. Okay. All right. So, all right, who's y'all's top four? First. Oh, we're not going to do matchup. All right. Oh, we can. Uh, I mean, it is matchup basically. I mean, okay, UK, Sweden. Who wins? UK. I'm going Sweden. I go Ooh. UK. 
I go UK. I guess close, but I think Sweden. I think Sweden takes this. I just haven't seen anything from most of those UK players in so long, and it's so hard to know because have yeah. they been like in a hyperbolic time chamber training every day? I don't know. I wish I did. Uh, I wish I had time to watch scrims all day like other people. Uh, if, but if, I don't. So I don't know. Have they been training all day? Who knows? But the Swedish roster, I just have seen so much more of them recently. I don't know. It's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I think if... I don't know. I, I feel like the UK team probably has been playing together a lot lately. And just we just don't What know else are they going to do? Exactly, you know? right? Um, I, unless a lot of these are going to be on OWL teams and we just haven't seen them announced, you know, like I, I think that could be something that could be distracting. But, um, you know, I just always check out, see what Stylos is saying at the time. And, you know, like still, <laughs> you know, it seems like they're, they're still at it. So, um, I'm, I'm picking UK. I, I expect them to be just as hot as they were in groups. Um, Canada, Australia. Sounds like you guys are got your picks there. Canada 3 0. Wow. wow. I, I, I think no matter what, it's going to be more competitive than that. Uh, yeah. But I think that coming into this one, I'm looking at Canada. I mean, you've got a lot of owl strife, so to speak. Um, you've got te- you know players yeah. from different teams that are stressed out about their careers. Um, this might be their <laughs> opportunity to shine, but I, I don't think they're going to. And I think Australia, you've got a, a cohesive team that when you talk about teams um, performing higher than the sum of their parts, well, Canada, they've got a few parts. Um, that they're not going to necessarily have the same synergy. And Australia, um, I think they're just going to um, outperform on a team level. They're going to come with a better plan. They haven't had anything to do but prepare for the World Cup. This is their team platform uh, to try to prove themselves. And um, that this is the, the only focus they've had, whereas Canada, they've had split focuses for months. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, that's my that's my like impassioned I, speech for Australia. <laughs> I'm going to pick... Canada 3-2 and Australia having a good showing though. Like it's going to be very competitive, but um, yeah, I just, I have a hard time seeing Australia winning and, you know, I know Mitch is going to be, be rooting <laughs> the hell out of the, for them, but you know, I, I just can't see it. It's, it's really hard for me to imagine that happening. Uh, China, France. Oh, that's uh, after seeing how well China played in the soul cup, it changes things, but oh man, I honestly, I think this is probably the closest game. It's it's so hard to call this. Um, oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to just, I'm going to do this because I'm going with my heart. France 3-2. Wow, okay. I, I'm going with, I'm going with China coming out of this one. Honestly, it, it, it is hard, and I think the main reason it's hard for me is the France squad, well, if it was like halfway through contender season one, I would have been like, yeah, right. There's no way they're going to win. Um, they were underperforming. They started to perform a little bit better towards the end, but still not not up to the world level, I, I would say. And I think that China, the other reason why this is close is they had to sub in a few people due to visa issues. Um, that would be maybe one of the X factors that would make this a lot closer, but I still think China is coming out on top. Okay. Uh, for me, China is going to be un- underrated going into this this World Cup. I, I think people don't realize how good China <laughs> Overwatch is right now, uh, even after the Super Matches and things. And uh, I, I know some of those players weren't aren't necessarily on the team right now, but I, I just think that China is underrated. I think China is going to like beat France 3-0, actually. <laughs> I hate to say that, but I, I think it could, that's it could what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So uh, the last one, South Korea, U.S. All right, what's the score, at least, guys? I think we know where we're at, but what's the score? Three, two, one way, one way or the other. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly am expecting South Korea three one, um, but with a lot of the factors that we've talked about, as far as this being maybe the most advantageous time for the U.S. Um, and that the, the thing is, is you look at that roster and they've they've got a lot of tools that they can bring to bear. I still think it's going to be three one South Korea. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. I'll go 3-2, Korea. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what, you expect me to say U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. I think we have okay. a better chance than ever before. It doesn't My matter. I think have turntables. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say 3-2, U.S. I'm almost even tempted to say 3-1, U.S. I'm going to say... Wow. Yeah. I, okay. I, I don't. I'll, I'll say three two U.S. Drinking? just Where's to be flask? just to be safe. <laughs> I'll say three two U.S. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's top four for us. All right. Top two. Who's in the championship? All right. Uh, yeah. and, okay. I, I think it's uh, I think it's U.K. South Korea. I def. I mean, I think if U.K. makes it through, whoever wins against with U.K. and Sweden has the best chance of getting in, and I think it's the U.K. and then. I, whoever wins South Korea versus the U.S. is making it in as well. Um, I think that if the U.S. beats South Korea, they're going to beat China. Um, but South Korea is definitely making it to the finals. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of a. I'm like always a potential Tvik fan, so I'm going to keep keep going with Sweden here. I think Sweden can make it out of the top, and then it'd be Sweden Korea. Sweden, Korea. Wow. Okay, that would be like a. I, I could be like so fucking. That wrong could right be now. redemption for no Sweden. Idea. Holy shit, man! That'd be. I just always they always play under their potential. I Can just imagine if Australia made it. Want to believe finals? in the potential? That's Holy, never gonna happen, Chris. What would, what would Mitch <sighs> do if if Australia was in the finals? What would sick. he do? They, they better like, put him on the casting gig. For that. <laughs> I don't care if it's Monty Doa. Just put him in. <laughs> put him in, son. Put him in, coach. Oh my god, that would be. I would, be, I would pay to see that. I, I yeah. would buy buy a Blizzard virtual ticket, just, even if I don't need it, just to see that. <laughs> just to see maybe behind the scenes of what's going on with mm-hmm. Mitch. They have they have a special Blizzard virtual ticket camera that's only on Mitch. While Australia's on, that would be awesome. No, um. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I think that, um, gosh, that, the China-US one for me is, like, so tough, dude. Uh, I mean, as much as my heart wants to pick US, I actually think that China's going to win this whole thing. Wow. What, yeah. what are China, these bold China, predictions? I don't know. I just, wow. I just have this feeling that China's going to do really well. Are you a communist? That's what it is, isn't it? Chinese, dude. It's coming out, dude. Communist. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I think China well, is super underrated. That's all. Yeah, that's well, whatever happens, uh, we know one thing: one or two of us on the show are going to look like complete fucking idiots, or all three of us will. Well, here's the thing: for that reason, I'm always going to look like an idiot, so it's fine. It's just for why am I going to look like an idiot? So is this going to be a good reason for it? <laughs> but. I'm hoping with all my might that U.S. wins the whole thing, though. That's going to be, oh, God, it's so amazing. Um, anyways, guys, you know, I know we spent a lot just trying to do predictions, but I figured that was, that would be fun to do today. So um, I think the next thing we have is just Q&A. We have, a, we have one question from um, a dedicated listener. Didn't want to <laughs> mention his name this time around, but actually let me change the 
topic real quick here. He said, a lot of people seem to be complaining about Mercy buff, but is this part of Blizzard's plan? The main issue that I had as many of the other peers is that the game kind of seemed unfair because no matter how good mechanically you are at the game, you will most of the time lose if your opponent uses their ultimate. I remember strongly disagreeing when D.Va got buffed because her regular abilities were able to negate many ultimates. And I remember thinking that it was a bit counter to what I thought Blizzard's approach was because I was so used to getting pounded by ultimates. However, this new Mercy change, I'm seeing the same thing and I actually enjoy it a bit more than Mercy Hide and Seek. Mercy's regular ability is almost as strong as the ultimate, same as D.Va uh, you know, with her Matrix, Anna with her grenade, uh, or Anna, wait, Anna nade blocks Zen. I feel like Blizzard is inflating the power of regular skills so that ultimates are not as strong as they used to be. Uh, I also think they can somehow balance state if the trend continues where regular abilities are almost as strong as ultimates instead of ultimates just being automatically team wipes as it was in the beginning parts of Overwatch. All right, so what do you guys think of that? Do you think that they are trying to do that with regular abilities? Um, Can I get a copy of that? No. Um. Yeah, exactly. Basically, do you think they are increasing the power levels of regular abilities to offset how um, how much the game's flow has depended upon ultimates? I think I think that Mercy. What actually happened, not their intent necessarily, was that the regular the, the the standard ability became very powerful. Um, I, I wouldn't say necessarily a single res is being more powerful than a, an ult, but it, it felt a little bit uh, imbalanced. And so that's why I, th I don't think that that's where they're going. And I think that's evident in the changes that we are just now today seeing with Mercy, um, that they, they want there to be play and counterplay. And the idea behind mm -hmm. Ultimates is that there's a lot less counterplay, um, that it's, it's more likely to maybe net you an advantage. Um, well, and the counterplay now, is like another ultimate. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, like usually exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, or diva, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. But yeah, what do you think? Then? I, um, I don't know of this particular. Well, obviously, she's now has one of the best uh, cooldown abilities in the game. It is on a thirty-second cooldown, uh, though, so it's you know it's quite a bit less, more sparse than other other shifts and ease. Uh, I would say, I know this isn't exactly what you asked. I don't know if Blizzard wants to do this specifically, if they're making a concerted effort to do this, but I personally would like to see more of this. I think, uh, and excuse me uh, if I'm completely off the mark on this, because I don't play any MOBAs. I've never played any MOBAs, but my understanding about MOBAs was I thought that there were, a, I think that there are a fair number of characters in MOBAs that have strong regular non-ultimate abilities that are on longer cooldown right that that's a thing that's pretty prevalent in, in mobas and i think would be good for the game like i think it would be it would be dynamic it would just add more diversity to the characters it surprised me that almost every single ability is either on a six eight or ten second cooldown with like one or two uh one yeah. or two exceptions so i think it's okay I i'd like to see more longer cooldowns and po more powerful uh regular abilities um, yeah i agree I, and actually when you talk about that from a moba perspective um or just in general the timing of when things are happening is very important i think this is why sombra actually has had the impact that she has had it because if you're good with her you can build up her ultimate a lot faster and have impact on a different timeline than the rest of the ultimates because the game would be really boring if it was like 
already teams build up their ultimates. It takes <laughs> this amount of time every time, and then you use them, and then we figure out who wins. You know, and so by th- that, that is a way to add diversity to the game. Um, and I think that we'll probably start to see more heroes come out that that maybe align with that. Um, I. And once again, though, also stating that even though these are abilities that are stronger than other people's standard abilities, I do think that most of the time they should be less powerful than most people's ultimates, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, in, in terms of the ability, I, I, don't think, I don't think they're purposely doing any of that. I, I just think that it just turned out that with you know, Mercy and D.Va, you know, we just, we've just been seeing kind of tweaks that way. Um, Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, let's see. George actually has a kind of interesting exercise for us, which is more of like a fantasy draft type of thing. So he says, um, love the overview. I was thinking of an idea for a segment or just a question for the show. I'd love to hear you three uh, do a fantasy draft style competition where you all take turns picking players for a six to nine man roster. Maybe to make it more difficult, you can say you need three NA players, three EU players, three Korean players, or that sort of thing. Then the chat could vote there in the polls or blah, blah, blah. So do a, do a fantasy draft type of thing. Maybe we save that for like the next episode. It's um, a cool idea, though. Yeah, it could be fun, though. We could, we could definitely I feel like that. I... I could I could YOLO my way through that right now. But, I could too. Yeah, I, I could definitely, definitely YOLO that. I might yeah, be I, I might have a difficult time with EU players, just yeah. exactly who I wanted, but I could YOLO Korean and NA players for sure. <laughs> Is this like best of the best can come from any team? Yeah, it's just fantasy draft. Like as long as I we don't pick it, you can pick it. I was thinking it would be interesting to do that with like the players that are currently unsigned as yeah. well. I don't know, oh, man, and just compare them to the actual rosters. Pick twelve man yeah. rosters for the people well, that are unsigned. Oh man, yeah, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm calling it right now as well, and I think a lot of people have talked about this, so it might not be that. But there are going to be multiple contenders teams that are better than multiple um, Overwatch League yes. teams to start off with. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So. Like I said before, I st- I'm still sticking to it. I think this first season of Overwatch League will be teams of haves and teams of have-nots, and it's going to be like like a big difference like three or four teams super good records you know like you know eight and oh seven and ones and things like that and you're gonna have the other teams that are just like super bad you know like and it's gonna take them at least a season to get things going or figure things out mm-hmm. but uh yeah so this contenders team i think if they get uh expansion drafted we'll have plenty of time <laughs> to catch up to the other teams would not be surprised Okay, well, I think that's going to be it, guys, for today. Unless any there are any other t- anything you guys want to bring up, we can just kind of go into shout outs. Any we miss anything? Um, no, I gotta I check their subreddit before we freaking much... leave. Yeah, did something else <laughs> drop? While I the know. Show was exactly. going? I don't know. Right. No, I think that pretty much wraps up most of the news of the week and Overwatch uh, World Cup coming up this weekend. It's going to be super duper hype. I can't wait. Yep, going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, Gil. Thanks for. I'm, just, I'm, I'm worried about getting a seat in the arena. Uh, that's my. That's yeah, what I'm worried about. I know. Yeah, is like, up I'm gonna. I, I actually need to work like all BlizzCon doing like Twitch social media for BlizzCon, but like oh, I don't really no. want to leave the Overwatch arena at any point. Uh, the uh, Wi-Fi ain't yeah. good enough. I can tell you that right now. Oh, <laughs> no way the Wi-Fi is good enough. So. Where are you going to do that from? Are you going to do it from your like, hotel or something? I don't fucking know. Oh, my God, dude. That's going to be rough, <laughs> Hopefully Verizon man. is good. Verizon was Oh, really you can do it from the media room, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Media room yeah. is the other option. <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah, that's not even close. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that when I leave my like, I, I bet I get a good seat to begin with, but if if I have to leave at some point, oh man, it's yeah. Like I hope it's not like to the point where they won't let people in. You know, like I mean, that happens every year with StarCraft. Oh God, you're right. I, I, I always year. get in there, so like I've never actually experienced that. So. Oh man, does that really happen to a lot of people? Shit, I didn't realize that. Uh, for StarCraft, yeah. I always oh make God. sure to show up like two hours before the grand finals for StarCraft, and this is going to be worse. <laughs> um, hey, one thing I will say is if you're a fan of the overview and you're at BlizzCon, make yes. sure to say hello. Yes, oh, come yeah. and find us, guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you say, see, see us, bother us. You know, like I was saying this on Overwatchers too. Like, we, we're there because we want to see you guys, you know, that, that, that whole bit. And, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a chance to do one too, like a, just a quick overview, just to talk about what the announcements were. Um, but again, I'll, I'll have to tweet that out if we figure out. I think if we do do one, it'll be from like a hotel room or something like that. We can just like sit next to each other, maybe grab another person, player or something, and do a quick one. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Maybe grab Gil here if we find Gil. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll be Chris, there. We should IRL got... stream from all the parties. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a plenty of other people doing that so it won't well they'll be getting many more viewers than i would ever get anyways <laughs> but uh, oh one thing i forgot to mention guys um after all the oh, world yeah, cups big, over big thing yeah after all the world cups over which is thank god and thank thank you you know um kiki and whoever scheduled streamer showdown to be after all world cup you can go and watch our streamer showdown that we have up in the um the, the new hall upstairs in the epic stage. There's like two big stages actually upstairs that uh, just you know, I, I'm not sure you guys know about because it's like a, just a new area. Um, so definitely go and check that out. That's going to be at 4.30 on Saturday. Um, so once you watch the finals, go over there because I'm doing a streamer showdown, which is our game show that I do with Seagull, Moon Moon... Moon Moon face, face reveal, reveal hype champ. Yeah, and uh, lasses too. So, you know, all bros, of course. And um, uh, Force, you know, for, from Force Strategy, Dennis, uh, he, he's going to be hosting it too. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely go up and check that out. And then afterwards, I'm actually doing a Hearthstone thing right after that too. So kind of back-to-back with me upstairs. But, um, yeah, that'd be awesome if you guys uh, go and check that out. But, uh, Gil, thanks for dropping by, hanging out with us today. Always excited, a fun to time. You, excited to see you there uh this coming week but you want to do any yeah. shout outs before you take off not really no i just thank you guys <laughs> for letting me come on it's always always a lot of fun and definitely if anybody is going to be at blizzcon yeah feel free to say hey um you know i might look like i'm really busy but i'm probably not i don't have i don't even have to do social media for anyone you know so it's great <laughs> nice lucky you i, I love going yeah. to blizzcon when you have like don't have to work those are the best and this is my first one so i'm really oh, glad that i just get to enjoy to it you yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah first one's always the best one dude yeah. especially when usa wins too it's gonna be a memorable it's gonna be the most memorable thing you've ever experienced mm-hmm. it's gonna be a memorable <laughs> fantasy you know? yeah ben how about, how about you shout outs uh i'll put my twitch hat on for a second watch blizzcon on twitch watch it it starts at uh, 11 11 a.m on friday with the opening ceremony uh, it's going to be on like all of their channels. They're going to just do the opening ceremony and then go straight into games all day. Uh, finals are on Saturday. Remember, it's not a normal esports event. It's only two days. And uh, finals day is Saturday. And I actually just, I'm looking at the schedule now. I actually yeah, just realized, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually just realized the World Cup finals start at noon Pacific, mm-hmm. which 
actually, I'm a little bit surprised because that means it's going to be over before it's like even 8 a.m. in Korea, um, which is a surprise to me. I thought they would do it at a Korean, more Asian-friendly time zone. But yeah, World Cup uh, Grand Finals is noon on Saturday. Uh, their team's not going to be in the finals anyway, so it's all good. America. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All the Koreans like all of a sudden just start Hashtag rigged. hating on me. No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it is going to end early. That's why I said like you better get there like really early because the bronze match is at 10 a.m. So actually, let me just share the schedule real quick just so people can see. Yeah, so this is Saturday. Yeah, I don't know what this logo is in between right here uh, between the. That's going to be some Overwatch League news or something. Oh, is it okay? Okay, Probably, probably. Yeah, so wake up early on Saturday, go check it out, and um, I mean most of your day Friday is going to be just yeah starting at at I guess. What is that? Twelve? I guess. I guess that's twelve, or maybe twelve fifteen or something like that. Um, you're, you're pretty much just going to be there the entire time. I think the the semis are, will be played, like quarters and semis will be played in the first day. So that's crazy. That's a lot of Overwatch in one day. I mean, Gil, you know how crazy it can be just playing. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm actually God, looking at that and kind lot. of stressing out a little bit. You know, I'm kind of conflicted because it's different watching it. Um, it's it's it is a lot. That's gonna be a long fun day. God, they put what's wait. Where, where's the what's ne- what's next? Oh God, I because I love seeing the what's next ones. I'm gonna have to freaking watch. That yeah, next. that's gonna. Yeah, be I'm kind of like trying to because I haven't actually done nearly as much oh. planning as I should have. I'm like looking at the yeah. schedule and I'm like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> I should have should have planned. Yeah, see, that's the thing about let's go on. It just like gets me crazy. It's just that you have to pick one thing you want to watch, and that, mm-hmm. that's all you get to watch. Like. Like if I wanted to watch, say, you know, Hearthstone or Heroes or whatever it is, right? Like, there's no way I'm leaving my seat in the Overwatch in the arena. It's gonna be. Do you think it's gonna be packed the entire time or just for the USA Superior One? Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might oh be. my god! Please don't be packed the whole time. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, that'll be bad. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, I'll round things out. Thanks to the two of you guys for uh, obviously doing the show tonight and everybody for watching. Um, you're going to find the wads as always on youtube.com slash champion V. You can find our show on iTunes as well as Google play and soundcloud.com slash champion V. If you like the show, leave us a review. That'd be awesome. Helps people find it when they're searching for overwatch podcasts. Um, and follow the show on Twitter at the overview GG, but that's going to be it guys for today. So for Gilcrest fish sticks and myself, champion V we'll see you next week. Yeah.